Welcome back to another episode of Average at Best. Today is day number 40 without sports. 40 long days without sports. But luckily, we've got the NFL draft this week to save us, starting on Thursday. So we won't waste any time. We'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, Draft is coming up. Obviously, with everything going on, quarantine, got a social distance six feet apart. Draft will not be in person, and we're looking at a virtual draft over Zoom. Um, what are you guys' thoughts about a Zoom call draft? Yikes! <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's ex- exactly what I was thinking. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen a lot of the zoom calls gone bad um for some of the classes and stuff like that um but that's that's all i imagine is a bunch of 80 year old owners and gms trying to figure out zoom their face is about three inches from the camera and oh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's not gonna go well it's not gonna go well here here is my thing so i haven't exactly looked into um like how the Zoom draft works exactly, but obviously you're on a clock, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Something goes bad. Let's say the Bengal, because, oh, God forbid, it's a Cincinnati Bengal. So they somehow, technical glitch, don't get their pick in, and they, you know, what happens? Joe Burrow goes and becomes a Washington Redskin? Um, so, so I heard that, there's going to be a league-wide conference call. So y- you can Zoom or Skype or however they're going to do it, but there's also going to be a conference call for the technical, technologically deficient <laughs> GMs and owners. So basically just one big group call where you know you, you decide to make your pick and you just shout it out. So, See, no, that, just, that just sounds like a cluster. Yeah, well – I mean, you that's gotta even think, worse. You, you got to think. So, obviously, there's got to be problems. Number one, I'm thinking, one, you know, what if what if the Bengals GM, his Wi-Fi goes out? What's right. he doing, you know? Right. Well, or, I saw that they, they said, like, they're giving extra time. Like, they're giving extra time. Um, if Like, I think it's for like, something like that happens. So, like, if so, your time runs out you have a little extra time. And I think it's for like the technical difficulties, which is something that they probably have to do. Yeah. Okay. And then with that, I mean, how much, then it comes into, well, how much extra time do you get? Right. Exactly. You know, and is it actual technical difficulties or not? I'm a firm believer that the first pick in the draft shouldn't be on the clock. Like you shouldn't have to announce who you want. You've had months to decide. I agree. Are those seven minutes really going to make it or break it? If you're still deciding then, then you got other problems to fix. (laughs) (laughs) I guess what's really what I was going to say, like, and today, I mean, even today they did like a a mock, like a test draft or whatever, and they're already having technical difficulties. And Mm -hmm. there's just no way it's going to run smoothly. There's an absolutely 0% chance. And so it's like how many minutes in or how many picks in, after you've experienced technical difficulties, are you like, all right, guys, we need to just like stop trying to do this because it's not working? Yeah, or, I mean, 
I'll be honest. So I think this is a rare case where technology actually makes this a little more difficult than it needs to be. I think the most smooth sailing way to do this is, you know, you get a call from the commissioner, you're officially on the clock, and that's when yeah. your timer starts. I and think that's then, what it should be. You know, you you make your you make your pick, and you call the commissioner within that ten minutes, and you say, you know, we're selecting such and such player, and then as soon as he gets that call, okay, your selection's in. Then we're going to call the next team, and I right. think phone phone call is the best way to do it. And it has to be because I'm I'm reading something right now. It's uh, Diana Rossini of ESPN. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love Diana. She's she's good. So I guess she was on the phone with the head coach talking about the the mock draft that they did today. Just and there. I guess he was losing his mind because his internet went down, and apparently mm. it's because his all his children were on their iPads using up all the bandwidth. <laughs> And I guess, I guess, like while she was on the phone with his head coach, he's screaming, "Everybody, get off the internet!" <laughs> yeah, Fort, Fortnite is off limits during the drafting. There's just there's too many too many moving parts, too many difficult. But let's go ahead and actually get into the players. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think the player in my eyes that has the most. Um, Question marks, hype, talk around him going into this draft has to be Tua. Um, you know, all the injuries at Alabama. Um, he was probably going to be the number one pick had he not dislocated his hip. Um, but apparently over his career at Alabama, it's kind of come out that, oh, he had more surgeries than we thought. He's had five surgeries. I've heard he's failed a couple of physicals with a few teams. A couple of teams moved him to their undraftable list. Um, so where do you guys fall on the on the whole Tua situation? Um, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, you look, you have some people that think teams might try to trade up to n- even number three overall to get him. Um, and then you have some saying that, you know, he'll go nine to the Jags while, while uh, Herbert goes six to the Chargers. So I think it's interesting. But I think if he can stay healthy, I think he'll be a good pro quarterback. Um, if he gets in the right system with the right coach, I think he can – he can be a good quarterback who can win and uh, you know get his team into the playoffs. Um, but it's if he can stay healthy. I um I love Tua. I like as you guys know. I think he is great. I think he's better if he's healthy. He's better than any quarterback in this draft by long shot. Is how much I love Tua. And if I'm an NFL team, it's like, am I going to draft outside of Chase Young? Am I going to draft a random defensive player, a random lineman? And don't get me wrong, they're all great. Or am I going to take a shot on getting a transformational talent at quarterback? And why wouldn't you take the shot? If you're like, I'm looking here at the, like the mock draft. If I'm the Lions, why would I take Jeff Okuda when Tua's there? And he, Tua can go sit behind Matthew Stafford for two plus years, get healthy, make sure he's right, and then just come in and take over the team. Instead, you're going to take Jeff Okuda, who's basically replacing Darius Slay, who you just traded away to become mediocre again in your division. So I just I don't get it. I would definitely take Tua. I think you have to for a guy that good. And then why play it safe is, I guess, my biggest issue with all of it. I I think um, that's a good point, Alex. I mean, with the Lions, I think that if anyone were to take a shot, it would have to be somebody who still has a couple more years that they're comfortable with 
with their quarterback that they currently have. If For that sure. makes sense. Because in my eyes, Tua is not worth taking a shot just because, I mean, a hip dislocation, two ankle surgeries. I mean, the dude is just beat to hell. And, and I get that he is, you know, he was this amazing talent. And, I mean, shoot, he comes in as a freshman and wins Alabama national title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. Um, unfortunately, in the, in the NFL that it currently is, there's a lot of risks that are taken. And realistically, um, I feel like he's probably going to go five or six, either to the Dolphins or the Chargers, depending on if there's a trade or not. Um, you know, it's kind of desperation time for, I feel like the dolphins, um, you know, they, they hyped up this rebuild and, you know, if, if Tua comes in and he's a hit, then, you know, they could have the next Russell Wilson. Um, but you know, the, the one person out of this whole situation that I feel like isn't really concerned about where he goes in the draft is Tua. Um, I'm sure he's pretty financially stable. Um, he played at Alabama for a couple of years, so, you know, they play, pay their players, so (laughs) he's doing just fine. Um, Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, we'll go ahead and um, just kind of move on to a couple other players. I mean, obviously Joe Burrow going number one. Um, you you can't really argue that one. That that's pretty obvious there. Um, Chase Young, I think we're all on the same page. He's the the best talent in this draft. Um, going number two, probably to the Redskins. And you know, at three is where it starts to get a, a little different. Um, you know, most people have the Lions taking Okuda. There could be a trade. Um, just kind of, kind of seeing where that goes. But, um, I think, um, I'm going to ask you guys, um, so to round off, round off our draft talk here, um, let's go, we got a couple different things, um, that we're going to hit on. We're each going to give our, our opinion on, um, these three different categories. So first we'll start off with which player in this draft do you think is going to be the best player when it's all said and done? Um, of this draft class and have the best career. Uh, for me personally, I'm going to go Chase Young. Um, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft, uh, but you know there's a lot of uh, questions with the quarterbacks. Even Joe Burrow, some questions about if he can be consistently great like he was. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say Chase Young. I mean, dude's a freak. We watched him play at Ohio State for three years, and I think I don't really need to say much about that. Um, so Brandon, who is your best player out of this draft? I had a really, really tough time picking this one. Um, basically, I kind of labeled it as like a biggest boom potential. Um, Chase Young obviously has the potential to be a Hall of Famer. Um, he could possibly be what Ohio State's fourth defensive rookie in the last five years. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he's going to end up being the eighth DN from Ohio State taken in the first round. He, the dude's a freak, but I'm I'm almost leaning more towards Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you want to talk about a freak, this dude is six four, two forty, and runs a four three nine forty. And crazy against LSU, he lined up outside linebacker, inside linebacker, D line, safety. He played nickelback. He played outside corner. The dude does it all, and he's an absolute freak. So, and in, in, in my opinion, I think Isaiah Simmons is an absolute lock in this draft. Yeah, yeah. Can't argue, I can't argue with that. Um, Alex, we'll go ahead and move on to you. Um, 
Cool. I agree with Isaiah Simmons. I am looking at this mock here, and I really hope the Giants go with him. Um, that would just be sweet, and they need desperate help defensively. But I'm also all in on Chase Young. I think I think the reason I really, really am all in on Chase Young, he's going to the Redskins now with Rivera, and that's just going to be a match made in heaven from a defensive standpoint. And that's really exciting for him. He's going to get a coach that's all in on him, which is cool. But one name that actually I really, really like, and if it works out correctly and goes here, is going to be Jerry Judy. Because he's probably going to fall either to the 49ers or the Buccaneers. And in his first year, he's either going to get the great San Fran offense or Tom Brady. That is really, really cool and I think could work out well for him. All right. Um, Tinch, who's your best player out of this draft? Um, Scotty, I'm going with you. I'm going with Chase Young. Um, I think it's it's just like last year's draft with Bosa. I think he is clearly the best pl- over all-around player um, coming out. He's just dominant. Um, and I think he'll, he'll win Rookie of the Year. Um, and, you know, And even though he's better than Burrow, obviously Cincinnati needs that franchise quarterback. But I think his ceiling is the roof, um, and I think nice. that <laughs> nice. I think that he will, uh, you know, he'll be a JJ Wattes player in in the near future, and it's just going to give Ohio State more recruiting tools to send every defensive lineman their way. Yeah, um, if you want to be um, an honest, uh, upright, upstanding young man, you come play for Ryan Day at Ohio State. We don't pay players; Alabama does. Um, but <laughs> not a bias we'll spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll move on to the next one here. Um, who do you guys believe will be the biggest bust in this draft? Um, we're, we're looking at mostly first round players here. Um, we'll go ahead and, uh, we'll go reverse order here. We'll go ahead and start with Tinch. Who's your biggest bust in this draft? So I think honestly, you know, and, and it's tough, but I think my biggest bust is going to be uh, Justin Herbert. I just don't think playing at Oregon, um, I don't think, I mean, honestly, it's kind of like Mariota. I mean, he, he was good for, for a couple years, but now he's, he's not a starting quarterback in the league, and it's because he's not good enough to be. Um, and I think Herbert's going to have a similar story. I think, you know, coming into the league, depending on who he goes to, he might get thrown in there the first year or two. Um, but a couple of years from now, I don't think he'll be a starter in the league. Um, he's probably going to go top 10. And I think before it's all said and done, he'll be a second during most of his career. All right. Uh, Brandon, who you got? Um, this one's tough, man. Uh, I think my biggest bust is going to be Jordan Love. Um, he's not, he's still a first rounder, but he's a late first rounder. Um, like I said before. 17 picks against Mountain West competition. And that's just not going to cut it. I mean, that's, in my opinion, I, I just think that I don't see much upside with him. Um, and I hope to God that the Patriots draft him and he becomes a bust. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they deserve 20 years of pain they and suffering do. after exactly. 20 years of being on top. Oh, exactly. Whatever. I'm tired of getting beat in the <laughs> AFC Championship by oh, the yeah. Patriots. I agree. Cool. Um, when was the last time you guys made it there? Easy. Well, 
yeah, cool it. Hey, you're a Buccaneers fan now. Yeah, oh, yeah big <laughs> Tampa Bay guy. <laughs> big Tampa. Been been with them for years. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, who's your biggest bust in this draft? Well, it seems easy to pick this as the biggest bust, but and since we're on the quarterback train, I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow as being a complete Ooh. bust. Wow. And like I said, I know it's easy. He's picked number one. How many times does that happen? But I just do not think, and it's not necessarily that Cincinnati is just a terrible, terrible franchise. They aren't great. They had a really some really successful years with Andy. But I think where they're at now is not a good situation to go into. And the first three years of his career, he's going to be playing in a rebuilding offense against the Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens. So the three, some of, one of the three toughest divisions probably for defense. And I just don't think it's going to work out well for him. And I think we've already seen the best of Joe Burrow. It's not like he's going to grow from what he's already is. I mean, he's what, 24, 25? So I just, I don't think it, I think he's going to be very subpar quarterback his entire career if he makes it through just the gauntlet of defenses he's going to have to play. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely a little older, like you said, and, you know, he's got kind of the Brandon Whedon effect coming into the league when he's like 28 um (laughs) you know so that's that might that might be bad news for him there um but i'm gonna go ahead and give my biggest bust um i believe that every year there's always one wide receiver who ends up being a huge bust and he always goes way too early in the first round and i believe that it's going to be jerry judy from alabama i think he's going to be the biggest bust um this year um, you know, he, he looks good on the outside. He's an Alabama receiver. So, you know, automatically he gets compared to Julio Jones and Mari Cooper. Um, you know, personally, I, I just don't think he has it. Um, you know, Alabama had a lot of great receivers. He played with Tua that helped him out. Um, obviously Alabama's running circles around some of these SEC teams. Um, I'm just not sure he necessarily has all the, all the tools to succeed in the NFL the way that, um, you know, he should. Um, if he ends up being kind of like a top 10, top 15 pick, like he's projected. That's fair. Um, all right. So we will go ahead and move on to the last one. Um, last topic of the draft here. So you guys go ahead and give me your most underrated player in this draft. Um, we'll, I'll go ahead and start us off here. Um, so we've thrown this name around a couple times already. Um, personally, I have quite a bit of faith in this guy. Um, my most underrated player in this draft I'm going Justin Herbert. I think I think there's been a lot of hype around Burrow, around Tua, and around Jordan Love, and I feel like I haven't really heard as much about Herbert. Um, You know, kind of being tossed around as like the third, fourth kind of quarterback in this draft. Um, You know, he's a senior, so he played all four years, got that extra year in college under his belt, a little older. Um, And personally, I think it's all about fit. Um, you know, if, if he's able to get into an offense that, you know, works around him, kind of puts him in a position to win, doesn't ask him to do too much right off the bat, um, you know, he could end up having a pretty decent career, um, you know, and God forbid that, you know, he were to somehow plummet down the draft board and end up with the Patriots. I think everyone's nightmare would be Justin Herbert, a Tom Brady looking boy with <laughs> Bill Belichick. I feel like that would just be a nightmare. 
Um, but we'll go ahead and move on to Alex, your most underrated player in this draft. Um, you know, I don't know about underrated, but definitely I think is going to have a really good career and exceed expectations. I want, I don't want to just promise everything, but it's another Ohio state boy and it's Damon Arnett. I think, I mean, he's going late second round and he's a guy, he probably, you know, he probably belongs in that area, but he's a good cornerback. And I think he is going to be come in and be extremely productive right away because he's, I mean, he's old already. I think he's either 23 or 24 already. And so he's ready to play in the NFL with NFL bodies. So I think he's going to come in and make an impact and just be one of those guys that's always around and always good to have on the team in any good defense. So I'm going to go with our, with our good old Buckeye. I like that. Um, Brandon, most underrated. So I'm going out West with mine. Um, I think Michael Pittman Jr., a wide receiver out of USC. Yeah. Um, He's a big body. He's like 6'4", 220. Uh, he actually ran a 4'5", 40. So he's he's fast as hell. Um, playmaker, deep threat. He's projected to go um, right just, just out of the first round, but I really think that he can sneak in the back end of the first round, and I think it would be a steal for a team. Um, just a, a fact that I blew me away. He only had five drops in his t- entire career at USC. That's crazy. Five. That's five solid. drops. He also has a YouTube channel that I came across randomly. Um, <laughs> and he just seems like a wholesome guy. That's good. So, I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be actually a big steal in this draft. All right. And Tinch, finish us off here. Most underrated player in this draft. Um, so I'm going back to the Big Ten. Um, I was actually thinking Damon Arnett, but Alex took that. So um, I'm going Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah. you, look at what he, you look at what he did at Wisconsin. He had two seasons where he rushed for over 2,000 yards, and the other season he was like 20-some yards short. So basically three seasons in a row, over 2,000 yards. Um, this last fall he showed what he can do in the receiving end of it, um, coming out of the backfield, catching some passes, being a playmaker in the receiving game as well. Um, and I think he's going to be a big back in the league. I know they have him going mid-second round right now. Um, some say he might be going to the Steelers even. So that could be good for for Scott, for Scotty and Brandon. But I think he's going to end up being uh, one of the best backs taken in this draft. And I think he's going to be a dual threat. Yeah, um, can't can't argue with you there. That I mean, whoever Jonathan Taylor ends up with, yeah, they're going to get a, a steal with him. Um, all right, well, that will finish off our NFL draft preview there. Um, we'll go ahead and give a NFL draft um, review next week. Um, but moving on to some other sports news here. So I'm sure you guys saw it. Um, as I mentioned earlier, today's day 40 without sports. It's been a long 40 days, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The PGA announced that they are coming back in June. How excited are you guys? Oh, just it's a relief. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I feel like of all the sports to come back, yep. Maybe we could have maybe we could have picked a, a more exciting one than golf, <laughs> especially because it's going to be probably some random tournament. 
Oh, but yeah. at this at this point, sports are sports. Oh, I'm gonna be on my couch watching it. That random tournament is gonna be the most hype random tournament <laughs> of all time, though. So well, no fans, this, no fans, no fans, but a ton of viewers. I bet. Yeah, and I just random. hope. I really hope the the players just pretend like there's fans there. Oh, like, you know, like, like give the tip of the cap, wave at them, you know, you make a long yeah. cut, give a little gesture to the crowd, just pretend for us. Yeah. I'd love to see him mic'd up, maybe, get a little, uh, little trash That'd talk. Trash That'd talk be great. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the PGA Tour is returning in June, June 11th, and it's the Charles Schwab Challenge. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, how fitting is that for it to come back and just be this tiny little thing. Hey, that's, that's some great marketing for Charles Schwab right there though. Um, how many, <laughs> yeah, how many is. people, how many people are going to go, you know, with Charles Schwab? I think that's finan- financial advisor. Financial maybe? advising. I think. Yeah. From um, all the commercials, hey, 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 you know, hey, like hey, he hey, sucks. Hey, 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 no free ads, no free ads. No free ads. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. No free ads. But Hey, I, I think that's perfect timing for them. They're going to be, hosting the very first sporting event back right as the stock market is skyrocketing upward their huge. business is going to be through the roof huge um i don't think Char- charles schwab i hope you're listening yeah in- invest in charles schwab um yeah huge so um the jordan doc finally released last night first two episodes um i did not watch all through the boat through both of them. Um, I watched just the first one, Same. but it was amazing. Um, I don't know if you guys watched all of or most of it, but what do you guys think about it? So I wa- I watched both. Uh, obviously, big Jordan fan. Um, first takeaway: uh, Jerry Jerry's an idiot, but Jerry's also very intelligent. Um, obviously <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spoil it. Um, also but short and fat, J- but short and fat. Yeah. <laughs> um, J- you know, Jerry basically got rid of, I mean, not basically he did. He told Phil Jackson, like, this is your last year coaching, which I don't know how you can tell Phil Jackson that. Um, but the his credit, he drafted Scotty Pippen, made the trade for Scotty Pippen when Scotty Pippen played at an NAIA school. Yeah, um, which I mean that that's a great move by a GM trading up to the uh, fifth overall pick, trading for the Sonics for him. Um, so props to him there. But overall, Jerry's just an idiot, and Michael's the goat. That's what yeah. I got from him. Oh yeah, I mean with the whole Phil Jackson thing, I mean Jerry Krause must have walked in there like he was hanging some bowling balls when he <laughs> went in to tell Phil Jackson, like, "Hey man, I just want you to know." I'm not rehiring you after this season. Get out. I mean, that you, you really got to go in there with all the confidence. You can't show any weakness. Um, but also, I don't know if you guys saw it, but hmm, a little uh, huh, interesting. Uh, Jerry Krause just so happens to look like one of the villains in On, uh, Space Jam. In Space Jam, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, huh, interesting, huh. weird. Huh. Yeah, I'm sure that's 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 just a coincidence, you know. Conspiracy theory. Jordan Jordan didn't have that that on there, you know. No big deal. He doesn't have but, that kind of pool. No, but <laughs> no, no. In all honesty, I I think it was hilarious that clearly everyone um, hated Jerry Krause. Uh, 
you know, Jordan would literally just tell him to his face, like, you know, I think there was one scene where he said, what pills do you take to make you so short? Um, (laughs) So, I mean, it was classic just bullying the short, fat kid at school. And Jordan just relentlessly was after him. Oh, yeah. Um, So I think our, yeah, our biggest takeaway um, from the first two episodes, Jerry Krause, short, fat idiot. Um, Can you just imagine, like, if (laughs) if they had unity from the front office through the coach to the players, like, how long would that dynasty have lasted? Oh, oh yeah, that, that you know, like how good. how long could it have gone for? I oh, mean, because yeah. because my Michael straight up said last night, like he he wasn't playing for anyone but Phil Jackson. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, what I mean, so like if Phil Jackson stays there, like Michael doesn't retire after the '98 season after they win the six. You know, right. Scottie Pippen doesn't go to the Rockets. Like. How long does that dynasty last for if there's unity between the front office all the way down? Um, we will go ahead and move into our segments to finish off the show here. So we have our weekly trivia question from each of us. Um, so in honor of the NFL draft being this Thursday, each going to try to trick each other, stump each other with a – NFL draft trivia question. Um, you know what? I think I went last last week, so I will go ahead and start us off here. Um, so there are three colleges here that are tied the most number one overall picks in the NFL draft. Can you guys name all three? Definitely USC is one, like one of them. Yeah. Okay. That, that's correct. USC is one of them. Uh, Notre Dame, one of them. Notre Dame is another one. Wow, these were my two guesses too. Damn it, yeah. Titch. Um, and then three is three like a big powerhouse. Um, so all three were big powerhouse. Okay. Yes, I want to say. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm Man, not sure about number three. I'm gonna be honest. I thought. Number three would be the easiest one. Um, I wanted, like, is it Alabama? It's not Alabama. I was going to say, I can't say Alabama. There's no way. I was going to say USC, Notre Dame. Is it Ohio State? It's not Ohio State. Not Ohio State. No. Texas. Is it Nebraska? Oh, I can't believe you guys aren't getting this. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys. We don't waste too much time. Yeah. But... Oklahoma. Oh, oh, they yeah. were a powerhouse back in the Yeah, well, especially think about it. With just since 2010, they've yeah. had Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Bradford. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. So I yeah. thought that'd be the easy one for you guys. Um, so yeah, they they've each had five number one overall picks. Um, some of the other ones you guys um shouted out. So Ohio State's had three, Texas has had three, um, Alabama's only had one. Um Good old Harry Gilmer in 1948. Um, but, yeah, so they, they each have five. Um, wow. But, all right, well, we'll go ahead and move on to the next one. Alex, you want to throw yours at us? Um, no, I'm trying to find it again. Someone go. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible podcasting there, Alex. I got, I got you, Alex. So, uh, you guys have a one and a 32 chance of getting this. Okay. <laughs> So the chances are high. I'll give everyone uh, two guesses. 
So who was the last team um, that had the first two overall picks in the draft? So they had pick one and pick two. Wow. Wow. It was in 1992. I know that doesn't help because we weren't born, but in case, you know, just thought I'd throw it out there. The last team to hold one and two. Oh, man. Um, It's got to be something stupid. It's like, you know what? I'm I'm going to go ahead. That's my one. Not the Browns. Well, Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just throw out some, some generally pretty terrible franchises. Um, the Lions, not the Lions. The and Cardinals. I'll give you guys a hint. This this franchise, we are not used to being bad. Wait, I was in our lifetime. This franchise it's, has it's been the fairly dominant. It's the Patriots. Alex, I am impressed, but that's wrong. Don't. <laughs> I got my hopes up, dude. They were so oh, bad then. Alex, you probably nice don't like this there. team. What? Nice. Um, Alex doesn't like this team. Well, he didn't if he was a Patriots fan. Oh, Giants. <laughs> no. Wait, what? I'm confused. It was, it was Brady's, one of Brady's rivals played for him. They are located a state away from us. The Colts. The Colts? The Colts? It is the Colts. Oh, yes, wow. The Colts. In 92, they had the number one and number two overall pick. They took a defensive end Solid. from Washington. And then they took an inside linebacker from Texas A&M. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So what? the first quarterback wasn't even taken until six That's in that draft, which nowadays is crazy. Rough year for the quarterback. For a quarterback. Um, but all right, we'll go ahead. Alex, you, you recover over there? Yeah, I'm good to go. It's pretty simple. All right. Okay. All right. So what – College has the most overall draft picks ever. So it's the players selected in the entire history of the NFL draft. Isn't it Ohio State? No. USC. Tench, what'd you say? USC? You are correct. Nice. I thought I read somewhere. Oh, it was since like 2000, Ohio State had yep. like the top five. The top five, USC, number one, Notre Dame, number two, Ohio State, three, Oklahoma, four, Nebraska, five. I'd like to point That's out. Weird, though. Not, hey, I thought I'll the ACC. Be, I'll be honest here. I only guess that because when Scotty asked his question, I thought that was his. I misheard him. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, because I, I knew USC was up there. Solid. So, yeah, I thought Scotty said that. So, I, I kind of had a little advantage. Nice. Um, Full disclosure. But Alex just named off the top five there. And I'm going to go ahead and say the uh, it's kind of, huh, weird, interesting. Um, SEC NFL machine has no teams on that list. So, huh. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Last 10 huh. years, though. Weird. How about them Cornhuskers sneaking in at five? Oh, the nineties <laughs> Nebraska team. Dominant. Nasty. I mean trash team now. Yes. I will call them trash. Hey, Scott Frost right. is bringing them back. Absolutely. Brandon, go ahead and throw your uh, question at us there, B. Alrighty. So you're gonna have to guess which NFL draft this was. Um this NFL, this NFL draft. <laughs> 
is known basically as the opposite of the year of the quarterback. This um, in this year, a quarterback was not taken until the thirteenth pick in the third round. Oh my! What? Oh, what wow. year is it? How old are we talking? Can we get that? It's not that. I mean, it's old, but it's not like it's it's not anything below the seventies. Uh, actually, it's not even below the eighties. Eighty-seven. You're actually really close. <laughs> I mean, I just threw out a number. Yeah, I'm saying eighty-nine. You're really close too. So, Scotty, eighty-eight. There I'm you going go. Eighty-eight. <laughs> Nineteen eighty-eight. So I I got to I got to explain this draft because it blew my mind. So basically, in the 1983 NFL draft is considered the year of the quarterback. So the 1988 draft is considered the year of obviously not the quarterback. The first quarterback off the board was the 13th pick in the third round, and it was the Cardinals, and they drafted a quarterback named Tom Tupa. Okay? (laughs) Get this. Get this. It gets way better. Okay? Boy. Tom Tupa became an all-pro. Wait for it. Wait for it. In what sport? No, in the NFL, as a punter. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. That is a career. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, so is he Brandon than Pat McAfee? <laughs> let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Right. Um, Pat's go. Pat's go. Well, I, I got to say, Brandon, you you won that that round of trivia there. <laughs> you definitely did your research. I did indeed. Um, all right. Well, it has been a little bit of a sports heavy show, so let's go ahead and finish off um the a couple couple random things here. So um. We did the uh, the pick three um, challenge challenge last week. Uh, it's been all over social media. Um, I've also seen the start one, bench one, cut one for like NBA players or or NFL players stuff like that. Um, but you know what? We are going to go ahead and put our little own twist on this. So you got to start one, you got to bench one, and you got to cut one. McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell. Um, I know our fast food connoisseur Brandon probably has some strong opinions about this, so I'll let you go ahead and kick us off. Very, very strong opinions about this. So, um, obviously, I mean it's it's a no brainer. You're starting Taco Bell, okay? And I'll explain <laughs> myself. Don't don't worry. You're starting Taco Bell, okay? No, listen, listen. All right, you're starting Taco Bell. You're sitting Wendy's. And you're absolutely cutting McDonald's. Oh, okay? yeah, my man. Okay. There we go. Now, here's my thinking. Okay. If you start one, he has got to be your leading scorer, right? <laughs> right? Okay. Right. So that means that this guy, no matter what situation it is, he performs. He comes in the clutch, right? If it's, if it's lunchtime and you're just hungry for some fast food, boom, Taco Bell. If it's a late-night dinner situation, Taco Bell. Here's the kicker. If it's 3 a.m. and you're drunk as hell, (laughs) what fast food restaurant are you picking? Who is going to be there in the clutch for you? It's Taco (laughs) Bell. Don't talk to me. (laughs) I mean, 
you really can't argue there with that was one hell of a of an explanation there. The um, I, I will say the only downfall with Taco Bell as your star player uh, requires quite a bit of load management. Um, you know, if if you're having if you're starting Taco Bell, you know, one night and you got a back to back, well, you are absolutely down for the count the next day. <laughs> oh um, yeah, you're you're heavily glued to the toilet. Um, you know, load management, literally. See, um, see, but but I think that you're not thinking outside the box here because it, it's not a very popular menu item. But at Taco Bell, they do have chicken. You can get a oh, yeah. shredded chicken taco, and a quesadilla. shredded chicken taco or a, a quesadilla. That that's the thing right there. If you if you had a heavy, let's say you went Taco Bell heavy the night before, you had like four bean burritos, right? <laughs> Wow. And you gotta you gotta come back the next night. You gotta come back the next night, right? And you're you not making it out of the house the next day. <laughs> well, listen to me. Yeah, now. wait, listen Brandon. There's me. a flaw in your chicken argument. Do you really believe they put chicken in those? Do you oh, believe? Yeah, yeah no, no shot, guys. <laughs> did you know that Taco Bell is the healthiest fast food restaurant? Listen, and McDonald's uses all white meat chicken. I'm, I'm telling you, look it up. Taco Bell is the healthiest fast food restaurant. They have the healthiest options. There's Facts. Is it because um, yeah. second of all, Ho- let me let me go back to this. Pretty let me go back. To, let me go back to this because if you go heavy with the beans one night, you can come back the next night and counteract it by getting just straight up cheese quesadillas. Wow, big <laughs> big call. Right? So so you're you're counteracting the beans with the cheese, and your body's all good. Ah, of course, it's science. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let. I know Tinch probably has the strongest counter opinion on this, so I'll let let Tinch go ahead and take it away here. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've been waiting. Hang on um, a second. Hang on a second. So, because Tinch has the diet of a twelve year old, so this is just <laughs> not fair. So, um, I want this is this is not my hot take, by the way, but um, Taco Bell's not even making the team. Oh, oh wow! Like he's wow. getting cut. But I would take like he's getting like cut, cut. Like he's not even honorable mention or anything. Oh wow, that's a that's interesting. Wendy's is starting. Wendy's isn't coming out of the game. He's playing all four quarters. He's shooting the ball every time. Wendy's four for four is the best deal in all of fast food. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not. You can't. I mean, you can't go wrong when you go to Wendy's. Get the nuggets. Get the double stack. Get the fries, get the drink, get the extra four-piece nugget, yeah, the extra small fry. Oh, no. And then sometimes a small frosty. See, this This is what I'm saying. Tinch eats like a 12-year-old. His parents should not big, let him go to fast food restaurants by himself. I'm going to have to argue. Big, big chicken nugget guy. I argue the four Which is why McDonald's is sitting the bench. And also the ver- I mean, Mc- McDonald's is making the team simply because of the McGriddles. McGriddles are I mean, nice. Those McGriddles, they are. I mean, now they hurt. Don't, don't get me wrong, they hurt. I would say that would do some damage. <laughs> they do do damage, but they are just so good. I mean, when you get that maple syrup out of the bun, there's not there's nothing better. The problem with McGriddles, it's like with Taco Bell. It could be a day late thing you. Halfway through McGriddle, you're questioning the purchase. That is the problem. <laughs> no. 
Not at you all. You know what? I mean, no. I, Scott or, I went uh, through Alex. I went through a phase. I went through a phase and I don't I don't know if Brandon can testify to this or not. When we were up at Finley, I would go to McDonald's once or twice a day and get a medium fry and a sausage egg and cheese McGriddle and just pound it. <laughs> that's actually disgusting. Like that's all I would get. How are and you alive? Then, and then here's here's the kicker. Going off my hot take from last week with the speedy cafes that you guys didn't like. <laughs> I used to know the exact time that the Krispy Kreme truck would go to the Speedway. <laughs> I can attest to this. He would go to the Speedway I can at 15 in the morning and deliver fresh Krispy Kreme. I can attest to this, guys, because I made many Speedway runs with Andrew at 12.15. Yikes. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. But anyway, yeah, um, I'm, I'm cutting Taco Bell, starting Wendy's. McDonald's is riding the bench. But, you know, if we get in foul trouble, he'll come into the game. <laughs> Alex, what do you got? So, kind of on like the opposite of Tinch, Taco Bell is 100% the starting. Thank you. It's really not a question. Um, (laughs) I could eat 50 soft tacos and be happy with life. Yep. Oh, you wouldn't be happy. (laughs) For about 10 minutes, it would feel good. That's That's fair. So, my shocking pick, I am going to cut Wendy's and wow. McDonald's. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Listen, I love Wendy's. I really do. But there are two reasons why. One, McDonald's nuggets, I believe, are superior. Wow. Oh, very, my. Very okay. Alex is taking my segment. Okay. Very, yeah. very unpopular. Um, and two, I love hot fudge sundaes way past any day. Okay, but how many times is McDonald's ice cream machine actually working? Oh, Good there point. You go. Valid that, point. Yep. Um, quite a bit when you go at the right times. That's my argument. <laughs> well, we forgot you're rich. You live in a rich area. So, you know, <laughs> McDonald's are nice. And you know what? Here's my issue. with I love when I think it's really, really good food. But when I pull into Wendy's and I get the Asiago Ranch Chicken Club and I go a medium, maybe I get a little bit of a side too. And I pull out of there spending $13, I get pissed off that I just spend that much on fast food. <laughs> hey, that's why you got to go with the four for four. That's why you go but for the four I don't four want for a four for four quality food. Well, that's your problem. And so I'm like, this is ridiculous. And also, the four for four is not the best deal in fast food either. I wow. stand by that too. What is? What is? We need to know what it is. Little Caesars, five dollars. No, 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 for sure. I I agree. You walk into a place, hand someone five dollars, and you have a large pizza in your hands. You have a large piece of cardboard with cheese on it. Again, Mm -hmm. here's another food argument. Any pizza is good pizza. That's a fact too. Okay, let's let's not stray too far. We'll we'll save that for next week. We will save that I, argument for next week. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, that's a good one we can table for next week. Yeah, um, that is. So I um I'm gonna go ahead and agree with Brandon on my list. Um I'm starting Taco Bell, I am benching Wendy's, and I'm cutting McDonald's. Um McDonald's is a literal last ditch effort for me when when everything else is closed or um, there's nothing else around. I hate McDonald's. Only good thing about them is their sprites. Their sprites hit different. Um, but I wish I could make Taco Bell and Wendy's like my my co-captains. Um, 
you know, kind of like my, my Stephen Clay, my Shaq and Kobe, Jordan Pippen. Um, I love them both dearly, but you know, there's just something about Taco Bell that puts it a little over the edge. Um, you know, diarrhea. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about Taco Bell, but for some reason, Taco Bell makes a drunk person just absolutely feel like their stomach is a pit and they can eat <laughs> endless amounts of food. Um, I, I mean, I will be the first to admit that once I ordered an entire 12 pack of tacos. Um, yes, just for myself. And I awesome. fully intended on eating it. But of course you get like four or five in and you realize you made a big mistake. <laughs> um, and the, I think the most valuable lesson I learned from that night was no Taco Bell was not good as leftovers the next day. Yeah. No, um, no, don't, don't do that. Yeah. So, um, but that, yeah, that's my list. Just it concerns that, me that just you thought that would be good. Just well, you have to you have to try it, like you know, just to see, because you know it it could end up being like one of the best things, but you never know. All right, well, we'll go ahead and move over to the next segment here. Um, so it's our over under of the week. Um, I know I told you guys a different one, but actually I'm gonna throw you guys a curveball here. Um, so. It kind of sparked up the idea right before we started. So with the draft coming up, the yearly thing, all the the draft analysts, all the guys on ESPN always bring up one way or another that Mel Kuyper has gone to the bathroom, I think once or twice during his entire career covering the draft. Once or twice ever. No bathroom breaks for Mel Kuyper, and the draft can get real long. So, I'm going to ask you guys, over or under, number of times you would need to take a piss break during the draft. Brandon, kick it off here. So, I mean, how, how long is the draft going to last? Three, three and a half? Oh, it's, I mean, if you're in like day two or three, you're, you're looking at three, four, maybe five hours. It's an all-day thing. Yeah. So, it, it depends. Um Yesterday, or no, the, this morning actually. Um, so I started working day shift and I drank one of those bang energy drinks to wake up. Yikes. Um, I pissed three times in an hour. <laughs> in an yeah. hour. Yeah, Brandon has a notoriously small bladder. Notoriously small bladder. <laughs> um, and so. With that being said, I think my over under would be I'd be I think I'd be so nervous though that I wouldn't even think about peeing. So I think it'd only be like three. And I'm setting the under. I'm taking the under. All right. Well, I I do have a uh, a little wild card you have to throw in here. So if you're gonna be a draft analyst, you're doing a lot of talking. A lot Ooh. of talking, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a dry mouth, you're gonna need to drink some kind of water Gosh. at some point. So, does that change your number at all? Mm, yeah, we'll bump it up to six. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll hammer the over. <laughs> that was a good point. All right, all right Tinch. Uh, we'll go ahead and let you give your over-under here. So, I think I, think I could be similar to Mel Kuyper, honestly. Um, 
for for a few reasons. One, uh, teaching, I don't get bathroom breaks. So I'm used to going, you know, multiple hours without going to the bathroom. Thank you for your service. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Second, on car trips, I am never the person that has to take a break to go to the bathroom. You got a long car ride? That's fine. I'll hold it, you know? And I, I say that because I firmly believe that it is all mental. I if you tell yourself you don't argument. have to go to the bathroom, if you tell yourself you don't have to go to the bathroom, it'll go away. That's just now, fine. unless you eat Taco Bell, it won't <laughs> go away. But if you, if you, I mean, you just drink some water, you gotta go to the bathroom, it's all mental. Just tell yourself you don't have to, it'll go away eventually. You can hold it, hold it for a couple more hours, and then when the draft is over that night, then, then go. But, uh, I'll set it at two, and I'll go with the under. Okay, well, I'm not sure that small bladder Brandon is on board with that whole uh, mental game. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> not. We actually we actually argue about that quite a bit. That's like going to the bathroom is mental or not. That is a so stupid. That's, yeah. that's not. Yeah. Hold, hold, I, my argument is holding it is mental. You can hold it as long as you as long as you want. That is no, not you can't. You cannot because do that. that would your bladder would literally bust. All right. How about? Mm, no, I don't. Want, I don't want to do that. Never mind. I take. I, I take that back. Okay. All right. you know, I was gonna set up a challenge, but uh, uh, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll talk off air. Maybe we'll talk this. off air. Yeah. yeah. Um, as if we're live. Yeah. Um. So, Alex, go ahead and give us your over under. So I gotta just. So are we going every draft day, like in totality, or just? Round one, yeah. round no t- total draft, the entire draft, all seven rounds. That's like, I mean, that's a couple. How many total hours are we talking? Let's just say two hours a round. Yeah, I think I would, so. I would, I would say between fifteen and twenty total hours. Oh, yeah, I'm peeing at yeah. minimum once an hour. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I drink a lot of water, and like. When I get nervous, I drink even more water. So I'm going to be talking. I'm there. I'm going to be chugging water. I'd say at least once an hour. So that's 15 yeah. times. That's 15 peas. Um. So I am actually on the same boat as boat as Alex here. Um, I am a big water drinker. Um especially if I'm going to be talking a lot. But no, I, I think once an hour is pretty accurate for me. Um, I might be able to maybe cut that in half, maybe once every two hours. Um, similar to Brandon, I do have somewhat of a small bladder. So, um, you know, for my bladder to fill up, it doesn't take much. But I will say um, I'm, a little, I'm a little stronger than most. Um, my bladder maybe has a little more elasticity than the the normal person because I feel like from the from the onset of having to pee until I actually can like hold it to where I can't hold it anymore I feel like I have a pretty good range there um so I feel Love like that for you yeah I mean I'd be, I'd be able to to really kind of tough it out for a good two hours before you know it starts leaking probably um but you know you you would definitely notice on air if if I had to pee, I'd be you know kind of nervous, twitching, you know, get the nervous leg going, uh, probably be squirming in my chair a little bit, um, but you know I could do it. Um, but with with all those 
all those things being factored in, I'm probably going 15 to 20 hour draft. I'm probably going my over under at 10. That's yeah. fair. That is fair. Um, That's fair. You know, I think I, I kind of do want to cycle back to Brandon real quick. Um, Brandon, hearing all, all of our arguments, are you staying steady at your number of six or? Well, see, at first I thought you were saying like one round of the draft. Oh, six one. times. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just the first round. Brandon. <laughs> yeah. They they drag out the first round, all right? They so. do. Commercials. So, so like, like three, are you four. up around 40? Huh? Are you up around 40? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like oh. six, like six total throughout the broadcast. Right. No, right. yeah, but we're, for oh, every we're, round, we're extrapolating here. Yeah, but every route, so like, but like, that's the thing, though. I'm peeing during the commercial breaks and everything. Like, I'm not running off in the middle of the oh, well, yeah, but, thing, but so, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you said six during the first round, but you got six more rounds. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely looking at about 40 there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a good chance that. You know, just set it at 25. Just set There's it at 25. There's a good chance we would have to figure some sort of tubing <laughs> system. <laughs> Pretty sure pull a catheter. Well, you're yeah, sitting at yeah, a table. But like, hey, you're sit- hear me out. You're sitting at a table. Just put like a bucket down there. It's not like you have to have like pants on. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can just be behind the desk the whole time. Right. Just, yeah. just don't forget. Don't get up. Yeah, don't get up. All right. Right. <laughs> well, um, so that was an interesting over under. So we will go ahead and move on uh, to our last segment of the day. Um, I will say, Tinch, I I was a little a little disappointed with your your hot take last week because I really I, didn't I, know. I could tell. I yeah, could I didn't tell. know what was going on. Um, I guess we're we're just we're just not the gas station connoisseurs that you are. Yeah, we actually no, we eat real not. food occasionally. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that is real food. You ever had pizza from Speedway? <laughs> I, I, you know, maybe some vegetables. According oh, to Alex, yeah. any pizza is good. So, well, Andrew, <laughs> it's true. You know, fun fun fact about Andrew: he doesn't eat green stuff. <laughs> no, except for grapes. Okay, so I don't believe in it. That <laughs> it shouldn't right. be the same color as grass. Oh, you don't believe in living a healthy life. Yeah. I told you he has hey. a diet of a 12-year-old. Hey, you want to know the motto? I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That's why I eat white bread. <laughs> let's hear this take. I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, I'm, I'm bracing myself here. So, with the, with the first pick in the 2020 draft, the Bengals are going to select Joe Burrow, probably, right? Okay. Is, is that just a given? Yeah, I think for sure. So. Pretty much. So, um, so Joe Burrow is going to take the previously two and 14 Bengals to an above 500 record and sneak them in as the second wild card in the playoffs. That's oh my no, God. No, 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 no. <laughs> wow. Winning, wow. Winning rookie of the year. No offensive rookie of the year. No, no, no. Andrew, my That's dude. Bad. That's bad. That's really, really bad. I think he's a real deal. I think Cincinnati's going to get a steal. He's coming home. That's cool. He's, he's a leader, and I think I think he's going to turn that franchise around a lot quicker than people think. You realize you need other players on offense, <laughs> like, like 
I think that most is importantly, you need yes, an like AJ line. Oh, you mean AJ Green, who has a basically yes. a non-existent ankle at this point? <laughs> yes, he'll be back. And then what? Uh, is it Boyd, the biggest Boyd? wide receiver bust ten years? They're they're taking two from the Browns. They're taking no. one from the Steelers. No. Oh my no. goodness. This is they're probably let me, I let think me guess. I think let they're me, taking one from the Ravens. There it is. Oh, Lamar, I'm telling you right now, Lamar Jackson is not gonna have a good year. Doesn't matter. A bad Lamar Jackson on the Ravens is still exceptionally better than a fantastic Joe Burrow Bengals. I don't know. You're that's this just that's is, hard to hear. Yeah. This is this is a bad one. I mean, this is this is bad. This hot I'm, take feels like this hot take feels like every person who was high on the Browns last season. No, see, well, see it, it's different though. It's different. Yeah, because, different because it's even dumber. It's bad because because here's the bad. thing about about the Browns last year. Everyone was hype about the Browns. But all they did was bring a bunch of guys that had never won really together, except for Baker, who was born okay. on the Bengals. Yeah, <laughs> AJ Green has won on the Bengals. Oh my gosh, oh. AJ Green! And Joe Burrow hasn't had a losing season in his entire career. Okay, I don't want to hear. Jo- never mind. Never mind. Mm. Mm. I mean, we we act like the Bengals are a terrible franchise. They, they are. are. They, How long they did they are, have Marvin though. Lewis for? Okay, so they, they kept a coach when, too long. Okay, but Tinge, I was, I, I'm going to actually maybe give you a little hope here. Uh, there's one franchise that has a worse front office and oh, coach no. Oh, no. than the Texans, and it is the Bengals. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about coach. No, okay, well, let, let's, <laughs> let's be honest here. So the – the Bengals, yeah, Joe Burrow, he, he's a great college player. But the equivalent of drafting Joe Burrow as your quarterback and not protecting him with an offensive line is like making all of your money and, and hiding it, not at the bank, but like leaving it on your front porch. <laughs> it's it's going to be stolen. I, I hate to break it to you. So Joe Burrow is going to end up hurt. What? Joe Burrow. You just... There is no outside of Andrew Luck. There's never been a rookie quarterback to actually do well in his first year until this year. That's just it's a bad it's a bad take. It's bad. Joe Burrow is Andrew Luck esque. No, oh. he's not. No, he's not. Absolutely not. Oh god. Andrew Luck wasn't a third string quarterback for two years of his career. Okay, let's make that very well. No, because he went to Stanford. Doesn't matter, Joe. What the, we just forget about that. Andrew Luck's not playing at Ohio State. It doesn't matter, Andrew Luck. I wish we would have had him at Ohio State. Over who? Who would have been that time? What was that? I've been around Braxton. Yeah, no, I was Terrell Pryor before Braxton. It'd been Pryor and then Braxton. Terrell Pryor. Yes, Both who were dominant. Terrell Pryor is our biggest recruit we've ever had. In- I'm just saying you can't compare Joe Burrow to Andrew. And also, Andrew Luck into an outstanding franchise. Yes, he did. I will give you that. He did. But I will say I'm, I'm staying with the hot take. Joe Burrow is going to lead to above 500 record for the Bengals and sneak into that second wild card. All right. That's just well, 
Um, That's absurd, just absurd take there. Um, I, that is that is more like what we were looking for with a Tinch's hot take there. Um, but sadly, that concludes quite a packed show that we have just finished up here. Um, I feel like that was a good show. You know, I, I feel like we're we're making moves upward. Uh, you know, first episode mediocre at best. At times, we sounded pretty pretty bad. Some um, would say. Some would say. To, Average at best. Oh well, there we go. That's that's funny. Um, so, but yeah, um, I I think we finished off last week with three total listens on episode one. Um, okay. Was prob- it three of us? Pro- yeah, probably probably just three of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's okay because our ceiling is the roof. We did we did not we did not do any marketing. That's true. Sure. No. Yeah, I think. You know, I think once we, you know, push our brand, um, we're going to be the next big podcast. So, <laughs> so anyway, that concludes today's show. Um, we definitely be enjoying the NFL draft. A little, uh, little drop on the taste buds of some sports. And we will be back next week with our NFL draft review. Um, thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week. Invest with Charles Schwab.